she been gone so long, she been gone, gone, gone so long. Gone, 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 she been gone so long, she been gone, gone, gone so long. Gone, 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 she been gone so long. Gone so long. And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. And alongside me, as always, that's Tess Mellis. We ain't gone so long. We're here every day. Every day. <laughs> Next to Tassie, it's the bearded one. Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, over yonder, two super producers making the magic happen. J.K. and J.D. Hello! How y'all doing? What's hey, up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Eshua Kid and Jason Doyle. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like <laughs> and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Thank you. Uh, get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. <laughs> we didn't practice that. And uh, get your tickets to our first live show in three years. That's right. Friday night, All-Star Weekend, Salt Lake City, baby. Hit that link in the show notes to grab a ticket before they're all sold out. Thanks to everybody who's already grabbed one. If you are interested in the VIP meet-and-greet experience, a few remain. So get on it. Uh, Yeah, there'll be like an hour before the actual show where we can hang out. Take photos if you want. Sign things if you want. Talk about basketball if you want. (laughs) Talk about Survivor if you want. Uh, anyway, yeah, go grab one of those VIP tickets or just a straight-up general admission ticket, which does give you a seat. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, laughter, joy. Oh, yeah. Excitement. I mean, friendship. For being honest. Community. Do we even need seats at a show like this? <laughs> You're going to have your them out of their seats. Yeah. With laughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also, uh, Skeets, you know I subscribe to the Deseret News, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Excited to see that the No Dunks live show was front-page news in Salt Lake City. I saw that. Very, very cool. So thank you to... Uh, my favorite newspaper in Salt Lake. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah, number yes. one for me. It's the only one we read. Uh, and yeah, very cool. We're It appears that we're the only Friday night NBA podcast. <laughs> a few others on the Saturday, which is great, but uh, Friday night, come hang with No Dunks there in SLC. And hey, a few things from yesterday. We did a, an emergency podcast about the Rui Hachimura trade to the Lakers. If you haven't checked that out, it's about 15 to 20 minutes where we did an emergency pod on it. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more here on today's show too, but check that out. And, uh, is this good dropped with a man named Sam who, uh, (laughs) has known Matty O for a long time. So the rapport between these two on this podcast was a delight. And I did listen to it on my ride home. I don't know about you guys. And I was laughing out loud a couple instances. So if you want to hear them debate, uh, the idea of like, is shushing good? And uh, it's playing hockey good. Yeah, they got into Yeah, there was a big uh, segment on hockey because they grew up playing hockey. They actually hated it for the most part. Anyway, it's a blast. Go check that out with Sam Carlisle there. Uh, It's available wherever you download and listen to podcasts, and it's available on YouTube as well. Is this good? And join us tonight here on No Dunks. Uh, channels of sorts (laughs) playback baby we're doing another nba watch party we're gonna start with the celtics heat on playback around 7 30 p.m eastern but we're gonna bounce around to Cavs, knicks are on bulls pacers uh nuggets pelicans so tas mellis is a maestro 
with the the remote control when it comes to playback. Born so, with the remote in my hand. Yeah, yeah, you're good, you're good. <laughs> no, so, I love it, I love it. That's what I've been the, doing for the control, the power. my life, literally, my life. <laughs> Changing the control. So, yeah, join us on playback. Uh, it's free to sign up for a playback account, and then you just got to watch games with in. us. Celtics watch Heat. Games. Yeah, it's really fun. If you haven't checked it out yet, um, at least swing by. I think you get like a, is it like a little 10-minute free window or something like that? Before you then have to subscribe hmm. in with your actual provider, cool be it uh, you know DirecTV or Hulu or yeah. YouTube TV or International Leap, whatever. Anyway, join us tonight. We got the link up there um, in the show notes as well. Okay. We uh, have a fun topic later in this podcast, sort of bringing back the NBA happiness index, um, because I believe there's only nine or ten actual happy fan bases left in the NBA. And we're going to rank them. Dwindling. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to present them to you guys and everybody listening and watching, and then we'll actually rank those teams in order from happiest to still happy, but the least happiest of the bunch. But let's get into the games last night. Start with the big story was Jonathan Isaac returning, scored 10 points in about 10 minutes in an in impressive magic win because they own the Celtics. Uh, but Jonathan Isaac missed the last two and a half years, which always catches me by surprise. He hadn't played in like 900 days. And here he was, Tass, um, getting a little burn. I thought looked okay. I don't know what you oh, thought. I thought he looked great. It's yeah. the most anticipated return since No Dunks returns to the live stage uh, <laughs> so? in, in a few weeks. I thought Jonathan Isaac looked like a different player to some degree. He's known as a defensive player. That's what he does. His last season... He was averaging 2.3 blocks, 1.6 steals. He's a defensive guy. He yeah. is huge. He's a monstrous man. But I thought he added to his game. The first possession, he got the ball at the elbow and ended up in a turnaround over Jalen Brown. Yeah, a little could have been, could have been a bit of a lucky shot. It was a, a tough it was, shot. It was a very tough shot, but it's unguardable if he can make that shot. <laughs> I don't think that's part of his game. It was set up to be a catch and shoot, as he said, post game, but it ended up being one on one. Next play. Uh, he gets inside position on the offensive boards on Jason Tatum. Grabs a huge board, again, because he is a huge He is person. a big, big dude. I think I would yeah. forgotten that, too. For sure. He stands yeah. out uh, on the floor, and yeah. that's why he averaged 2.3 blocks as a yeah. wing. They're actually practicing or having him in practice at the center spot, which is a little scary for the rest of the league if he's able to play center uh, at some point. But, yeah, a 10-minute span where he's able to – Hit two threes uh, mm-hmm. as well. So it looks like the, he's never been a, a three-point shooter whatsoever, but he stepped into them confidently. And maybe it was just a high of being out there for the first time in, in 900 days since the bubble. Uh, yeah, so, uh, the bubble. so yeah, he looked, he looked great. And, yeah, the Magic, it's like they're a younger Celtics out there. Um, it's like just a ridiculous amount of athleticism and skill. And they, I don't know how they're 3-1 and one against this team. They're 3-1 against this team yeah, this season. Awesome. <laughs> they yeah. own their ass. <laughs> and they snapped the Celtics' nine-game win streak, and, and this was a, a 113-98 victory, so they ran away with it in the end. Got contributions from not only Isaac, but a lot of their guys. Um, what would you see in this one, or what would you think of Isaac's return, TK? I kind of feel like the Shaquille O'Neal meme. I have to apologize to you. I'm not familiar with your game. It's been so long since we've seen Jonathan Isaac that I'm kind of like willing him to give him a blank slate and consider him a completely new player. If he comes back with a jump shot, that's awesome. I assume he's coming back as a defender and, you know, two steals. That was all right, but 10 points in 10 minutes. Crowd was going crazy when he was in. He was part of a big run, actually, Mm -hmm. uh, in the third quarter as well. But, yeah, this was a nice win for the Magic. They've got a lot of length on the perimeter, and that was a problem for the Celtics because they've been playing with fire a little bit recently with regards to turnovers. Their first seven wins of their win streak, they averaged 10.5 turnovers per game. They beat the Warriors by three, 17 turnovers in that game. 
beat the Raptors by two. 15 turnovers yep. in that game. 18 last night. It finally caught up to them. Yeah. Can be a bit of a bugaboo mm-hmm. for the Boston Celtics, turning the ball over. They've been a, doing a really good job recently. This past week, not so much. And 18 apparently is the number. That's too many. That's too many turnovers for sure. Spoiler alert, too, for uh, the, the next block here on the show. The Celtics and Orlando Magic will be a part of the NBA Happiness Index. Ooh, too, That's buddy. right. That's right. Yes, even the Magic, despite not even having 20 wins, I believe have a somewhat happy fan base. We'll get that in Absolutely. later. I think they miss Marcus Smart out there, too. He is their point guard, mm-hmm. and he is their you know their defensive lead guard as well, just to set the tone. So they missed him. They missed Robert Williams to some degree, but especially Marcus Smart with the turnovers yep. there. All right, next game. Let's keep it going here. DeRozan scored 26 in his 1,000th NBA game. Got a nice little tribute video there I saw. Bulls beat the Hawks. 111-100. Uh, Bulls, I watched a lot of this game, Trey. I was impressed. Saying they're back? I thought the Bulls looked pretty good. I love the ball movement. It's always nice when Patrick Williams is contributing. I liked what I saw from the Bulls last night. Bulls controlled that game for the most part. The third quarter, a little dicey. The Hawks cleaned up their turnovers. They picked up their defense, but it was really the rebounding that won the game for the Bulls, I thought. Chicago had 15 offensive rebounds. They only turned it into 12 second-chance points because there were multiple possessions where it would take four times to actually get it into the hoop. But between winning uh, the offensive rebounding and the turnover battle, tons of turnovers for the Hawks, especially in the first half. Ended up being 18-9 to for the Bulls. Only nine turnovers. That put the Bulls in a position to win. DeRozan and Levine had good games, I thought. Not great games. 26 for DeMar. He had nine in the fourth. I think eight for Levine in the fourth quarter. He had 20 for the game. But game balls got to go to Vooch and Patrick Williams. 18 and 10 for Williams. First double-double of the season. I thought he was huge on the glass in the fourth quarter. He's been in double digits eight of his last ten games. Fair. Fair (laughs) enough. And then Vooch, he really ate the Hawks alive inside, I thought. 14 points, 17 boards, seven assists. He was a part of two nice Bulls runs in the fourth quarter that really put the game away. In 10 January games... Vooch is at 20 points per game, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 56% from the field, and 38 from 3. This is the best month he's had in a Bulls uniform. It's going to put him in an interesting position when he is a free agent this summer. I guess he's extension eligible now. We shall see what happens, but at the very least, it's paying off uh, for Chicago. They're 9-6 and in their last 15 Mm -hmm. games, which doesn't sound like much. But it's the fifth best record in the Eastern Conference in that time. They're 10th in offense, 10th in defense. You guessed it. They're 10th in net rating. Bulls have been a top 10 team for one month. They are still in 10th place right now. Percentage points behind Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've lost seven straight. And guess what? They play tonight. Check it out on Ooh, playback. Yeah, big know. game. Bulls haven't had a four-game win streak yet this season. They got a chance tonight. And that's a big win against the Hawks, a team they're chasing there in the standings, too, who now fall to 500. And uh, Bulls get closer to 500 a few games below. Vooch, I think he peaks around the trade deadline when he was when he was desired a couple of years ago. He a regular great. John Salmons. <laughs> uh, yeah, seven helpers out there, just everything sort of going through. He had a gorgeous bounce pass to Patrick Williams yeah, late yeah. in this game. You know, cutting baseline there, like a little high bounce pass <laughs> high from Vooch baby. But yeah, yeah he looked good. Uh, the fourth quarter was horrible for the Hawks going into it. It was a tie game going into the fourth. And then they come out, shot clock violation, terrible sidestep three by DeJounte Murray at the end of the shot clock. It's not going to go down. It's not his shot. Bogdan Bogdanovich, another contested three. It's not going to go down. So they started off in an 11-3 hole in that fourth quarter and just couldn't come back. That was just bad offense. Uh, and, yeah, that killed him. That killed him there in, in the fourth quarter. Disappointing. Disappointing for the Hawks, who were 
we're rolling. Five-game win streak. <laughs> then they lost to the Hornets, which was a bad game. Bad game for the refs. <laughs> uh, terrible whistles there yeah, with Terry yeah. Rozier kicking his leg. Still should, you know, kick the snot out of the Hornets. So yeah. That's yeah. why, you, I mean, you were getting like, you were starting yeah. to fall back in love with the, the Hawks here because of the win streak, and they were playing better. They are playing great. But they're just like, this happens. They're just, yeah. it's too often it happens with this team. They can't play consistent they can't they saw a lamello list ball a lamello ballless yeah let's do that uh <laughs> team on saturday night with the hornets and yeah taro's here literally was just he was playing soccer out there he was kicking his leg and he was getting calls and the hawks couldn't recover and in this game they just had to play a more solid game and, and they could have come out on top but that fourth quarter was was where it was lost mm-hmm. and yeah they can't put four quarters together so it was a good five game run and uh, i think that yeah, I, I just it's it's hard to get behind this team when they give away games. Um, so tough one, tough and one if, for them. Uh, if uh, Vooch is the first star and Patrick Williams is the second star, third star to Caruso, who I thought was very Caruso-like in this game, coming off the bench, twenty-eight minutes, so played a lot really for a guy coming off the bench, but uh, a plus ten. He had the three steals, bunch of deflections, like you know, even contributing where he's hitting some threes. I think he knocked down two. That was just a that was a picture-perfect Caruso game, I thought. Yeah, it was a great Caruso game. He and Io DeSumo, I think, really give Trey Young problems just with the physicality, the size that they bring, and the activity as well. So, you know, a good assist night for Trey Young, but that's because he was having to get off the ball because yeah. Caruso and DeSumo were in his shorts. Not a good night for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Jalen Green scored a career-high 42. He uh, finally eclipsed that 41, which I think he had done a couple times. He got 42 last night. Rockets ended their 13-game skid. And, yeah, this is the Wolves with just another absolutely brutal loss to one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, I watched a lot of this one. Rockets are not good. (laughs) You know, Jalen Green went off. There were some moments. You know, Shengun, fine. They're bad. I mean, they were almost like actively trying to give this game away at the end. And the Wolves just too disinterested for too much of it. Despite Edwards and Russell scoring, it's just this is just another brutal one here, Tass. It's true, but I wouldn't mind talking about the Rockets a little bit. Sure, sure. Because I I think they had the 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 more energetic players, the guys who were willing to fight a little bit more. Tari Eason looked like a young Jonathan Isaac out there, uh, the way he was scrapping (laughs) and stealing. Uh, Is that a compliment? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Three steals and two blocks in this game. If he's gonna, he's a rook. If he's going to stay around the league for a long time. He does this. He can do that. I think uh, he was creating buckets. If you if you're gonna play with Jalen Green and Shen Goon, just trying to give a little bit of hope. I don't know if these yeah, yeah. guys are in the happiness index, but no, let's. Uh, no, they're not. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, because they shouldn't be. But let's design a team here. <laughs> let's design a team. Jalen Green's gonna get your buckets. Shen Goon can be your 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 Sabonis, your focal point, your mm-hmm. your guy who scores. And Tyreeson could be the guy who scraps, and he did a great job last night. Snuck into the starting lineup and uh, did an incredible job for a team that wanted it uh, a little bit more. And talking about fourth quarters, yeah, the uh, the Wolves just couldn't execute down the stretch. It was the D'Angelo Russell show, and that show was not a good one yeah. uh, last night. I mean, the Rockets had 20 turnovers, right, still win this game. They only hit 11 threes, so it's not like they, you know, Green hit a couple crazy ones, and, and you know, there was a long two in there as well late, but, uh, you know, only 11 threes. It's not like they... Had a night where they hit 18 of them. It's yeah. just crazy. Like Wolves those, hit five the Wolves more. Are, yeah, they're bad. I mean, this is a bad, bad loss. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no, totally fine, fine giving a little credit to the Rockets. But this is another brutal one where we've talked about they've lost to the Spurs and lost to some of the other bad teams in the league. And this just happens too often. 
Yeah, exactly right. I think the I think the Rock or the Wolves are now four and six against the four worst teams oh. in the NBA. And you know, I feel like such a jerk because I gave Anthony Edwards a winner of the weekend yesterday for dragging the Wolves to a win, forty four points. But now I look at them like they needed forty four points and him to score every single basket down the stretch against for, the Rockets because yeah, just exactly. Played, yeah. They just played yeah. on Saturday, and I mean it's tough to beat the same team twice in a row yeah. so quickly certainly but Chris Finch nailed it after the game he said we have the ability to beat anybody and we have the ability to lose to anybody and that's been on display all season <laughs> yeah that sums it up well that's exactly right um, but I was happy for Jalen Green he got completely roasted by Anthony Edwards in that game on Saturday like both of those dunks on Chengun were at least 50% Jalen Green's fault <laughs> right. because he got completely blown by um, he still got roasted in this one too but at least he was giving it back making play after play in the fourth quarter I don't know if you would call that an epic duel between him and Anthony Edwards. Nah. Edwards had Edwards 17 were, of the fourth. A, a lot of them were like a sort late, of garbage. Not garbage time, but a little too late. Yeah, I think like yeah, eight recycle or nine time. Of them recycle yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like garbage time, but yeah. a little bit, a little bit more serious. Uh, but Green looked good, and I don't know the Rockets' offense. It just looks better when Kevin Porter Jr. ain't out there. Don't know another way to say it. Mm. Shengun is the guy to lead the show yep. for them. He's been assisting a ton uh, in January. Uh, Porter's missed the last few games here, and Jalen Green has been putting up season highs pretty regularly. Yeah, I feel like uh, Silas or the Rockets uh, coaching staff has listened to like people like you and the internet that's like, run through Shengun. Like, let him operate. Like, okay, you know, enough of these like perimeter Chuck guys. Go through him at least, and you're going to maybe get some better shots. And I feel like that has happened a little bit more here uh, over the last couple of weeks, even though it didn't result in a lot of wins still. No. But they got off the schneid there, uh, snapping a 13-game losing streak. Which, that was a chunky. That's a, that's a lot of losses. In, in this NBA uh, parody league now, that's a lot of L's in a row, but they got it done there last night. We also had a bunch of other blowouts. Uh, we had Giannis and Middleton returning for the Bucks. Uh, they got up a lot quick. Uh, against the Pistons, ended uh, up winning 150 to 130 in mm -hmm. regulation. Uh, Lillard scored 37. Blazers beat the Spurs by 20. That was 147 to 127. So they stopped their little skid. Portland did, and then the Kings they used a whole bunch of early three pointers, and then a nice big fourth quarter to beat the uh, shorthanded Grizzlies there, 133 to 100. Light the beam, baby. So just three monster blowouts, Tass. I don't know if you have any notes on. On any of those games, all of them, what do you got? Oh, yeah, we didn't include the Utah Jazz in there taking care of business. We don't care about I did about, forget about that. We don't care about the Jazz getting back to 500. You're right. That's my bad. I forgot to put that in. And then they're going to, and I know Danny's just going to break up this 500 team. They're going to break up the Jazz. They're just too good. They're too good. They're back to 25 and 25. <laughs> they are 500. Break them up, Danny. Uh, yes, they beat will. the Hornets by 18. Thank A you. lot. They smacked them. Yep. Gordon Hayward. Trying his revenge game in Utah. It didn't work out for him with his long socks. <laughs> Do you think his old barber was sitting courtside? <laughs> like like Brutus the Barber Beefcake was like, uh, had his shears out? <laughs> I thought he came with him to Charlotte. You know what? Uh, he packed I, him in a suitcase. A little tangent here. A little tangent. But uh, I was listening uh, to, a, to a wrestling podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. Here okay, we go. And uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, you remember? Of course. That's like I, have his, I have his model wrestler, his, his, his guy. Right. Uh, <laughs> I had never really thought about this as a kid, but Brutus the Barber Beefcake, before like they added the barber gimmick, he was basically like a like a, a stripper. Val Venus? Basically. <laughs> and I had never Brutus thought about beefcake. it. But like remember he had tights and there was like missing holes, like it was all supposed to be mm. like sexy, you know, long hair. He's wearing a damn bow tie. Mm. 
I yeah. was like a male prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> and then like took up, uh, you know, got a trade skill and became a barber. It's really weird. <laughs> I never thought about it. Got until his they beautician's said it. license and was able to Blew my chair. mind uh, saying that, but. That's some good writing. It's ri- true. Some good writing. I don't think he would have made it as an escort. No, I don't think so either. Uh, it would, he it wasn't very sexy, was he? Yeah, but you're, you're right. Uh, he did have holes in his tights. Right. I thought that was just uh, someone who'd wrestled with him, one of my friends who'd wrestled with him a lot, and there was just enough, there was holes that had come off on the paint. Because he's like wrestling hot... with scissors in his pocket. <laughs> Your mom would always tell you never to do that. Yeah, and he had his whole set where he, where'd he cut people's hair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, was his, that was his thing. I mean, a lot of matches where the hair was on the line. Oh, I don't remember. And he would always like, yeah, take a piece of uh, like the <laughs> loser's hair, the jobber's hair. He's got like jars of just old wrestlers' hair. That's serial killer stuff, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no, no. That's weird. Anyway. Anyway. Oh yeah. He's got had an exciting life. The re- the other blowouts. Any, any any thoughts on the Bucks, the Blazers, or the Kings' dominant victories? The Kings. Wow. Oh, that was, that's a happy fan base. That was a domination. Yeah. That was Harrison Barnes. I think he had five threes in the first six minutes. Uh, Keegan Murray, I think, had three threes in the first Ooh, six minutes. Trey Keegan Lyles Murray's comes off fire. the bench. Yep. That was a domination. I know the Grizzlies didn't have No jaw, jaw no Steven Adams. Yep. But still. But still. Uh, we're talking about the Jazz, and I've been high on them. They're going to peak at about a 500 team. This Kings team, I don't know what their ceiling oh, is. Oh, boy. I mean, it is around the 3-4 seat, obviously. They're not going higher than that. But yep. to be there and to stay there... And to win games like this, where I think their offense is looking better. And, I mean, it can't really look better. But they've just got these rocks in in Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter that ain't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so when you have those and you can rely on them with Sabonis and Fox playing at another level, Keegan Murray, can I think, can only get better because he's been in and out of the lineup. Malik Monk. Has to get a little bit better. But anyways, that was dominating. Malik Monk started hot and then went ice cold. Yes. But don't worry, he'll... Catch on fire again. Yeah. That's how Malik Monk goes. Dominating. Dominating win. Yeah, they hit, uh, the Kings did, I read, uh, tied an NBA record by making 12 three-pointers in just 13 attempts in the first quarter. (laughs) What a way to start the game. (laughs) Hit 12 of 13 from deep. And Grizzlies, to their credit, you know, like, were hanging around enough after getting sort of blown out there. But in the end, it turned into a 33-point victory. And Trey Lyles, yeah. Uh, I mean, got the opportunity. He's been playing well, and then it turns into a blowout, so he gets even more more minutes at the end and put up a g- really great box score. TK, any thoughts on either of those games? Any of those four? Or Brutus the Barber Beefcake? <laughs> <laughs> My main thought on Brutus the Barber Beefcake is I thought all the holes were from the scissors. I know. Yeah. But he was um, like a – like not a, not a, I, he I wasn't a male it, yeah, prostitute. He was like um, – Like a gigolo? Yeah. Yeah, I What's think so. difference? Well, no, I or mean, just I guess a dancer? more... Yeah, like a magic mic. Like a th- uh, thunder oh, down like under. A thunder, yeah, yeah. A Chippendale. Chippendale. That's the word I'm looking for. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so, hey, hey should have called him the Snippendale. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. he was circumcised, of course. Of course he was. <laughs> By himself. That was, you don't remember that angle? <laughs> oh, yeah. Performed that himself? <laughs> yeah. That was on a pay-per-view. <laughs> Weird stuff. Imagine a storyline. That sounds like a real storyline. That does actually, sound like a real storyline. Back in the day. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I don't know I if keep... I got any takes for you, man. Okay, yeah, hit, these games hit, sucked. If you hit eight threes in the first six minutes of a game, I don't know the stats, but I think NBA teams are probably undefeated. I think so? I'm just guessing. Well, sometimes first quarter leads matter. 
Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes they do. <laughs> Sometimes they do. Uh, do you guys have any more thoughts? I know we did an emergency podcast on the Lakers agreeing to a deal for the Wizards' Rui Hachimura. We can show you the board here uh, just for you guys to see. It was Rui going to the Lakers, Kendrick Nunn going back to the Wizards, and three, count them, three second-round picks going back to Washington. Again, we did an emergency podcast on this yesterday. <laughs> a lot of people almost concerned why we were doing an emergency <laughs> podcast uh, about a trade of this nature. That's fair. But any other thoughts after having some time to think about this blockbuster? You know, a LeBron James team can make a move at any point, any deadline, uh, any offseason, and I'm going to think it works. Right. right <laughs> so, right. like, Rui Hachimura, sure, he hasn't been very impressive for the Wizards, but alongside LeBron James, that very well might work. I saw Jovan Buha was reporting that the Lakers – Think of Rui, LeBron, and AD as potentially their front court of the future. So I'm excited to see his debut and if he's able to be an efficient player playing alongside the best players that he's ever been alongside of. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. And maybe it'll turn out to be another little bit of a LeBron James halo effect sort of thing, you know, where. Yeah, I remember getting hyped that the Cavs got Larry Sanders at one point. I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to be the next Chris Anderson. He wasn't. Uh, I saw somebody commented on the show yesterday that the Lakers getting Rui is like uh, when the Raptors got Kawhi Leonard. They're just one piece away. Oh, wow. I think that's a bit of an overreach. <laughs> I think that's quite an overreach. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, none has been in the rotation for the Lakers lately, and it's been mostly due to injury. So with guys getting a little bit more healthy, he's going to be out of the rotation. So the Lakers basically gave up nothing uh, to to get a guy yeah. with some talent in yeah. Rui Hachimura. So I think, at the very least, a smart move by L.A. to get a position of need, clear out uh, a contract that they didn't really need, and still be able to do something going forward. Yeah, as many people have pointed out, uh, I saw Pelton write it, I saw a couple other people write it, the idea of Rui Hachimura's game has always been better than the results of sure. Rui Hachimura's game. And yeah. that's fair. And he was on fire from three last year. That's, you know, fallen off completely this year. He's not a great defensive player. But, yeah, I'm with TK. You can talk yourself into it uh, because of his size, because of flashes that he's shown. You put him beside a LeBron and AD. I think there's reports that he's going to, yeah, start with them uh, as a possibility. That maybe it works out better for him. Though then again, you're under the bright lights of L.A. where there's expectations and you, players can melt under the weight of that. So we'll see. The Lakers couldn't have gotten more for Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks. Right. Okay. I think they did. They did very well there. And I don't regret doing an emergency podcast whatsoever (laughs) with Rui Achimura because he is on the up and up. The fact is he's like a Larry Sanders or somebody like that, where there is lots of potential. He's not even 25 years old yet. So it's not like uh, acquiring Alec Burks for the Cavs with LeBron. You know, it's not, it's not, there's a difference. There's there's hope. Yes, there he hasn't met expectations, but the Wizards were absolutely done with him, started him for two years, then put him to the bench, and his numbers, not as good as last year, but they're going to be way different with LeBron passing him the ball versus yeah. the Wizards bench passing him the ball. He, yeah. And he's got an offensive game. He's got a bit of a tunnel vision game. Yes. Uh, but, yes. but that's what LeBron needs. So I'm not sure if he starts. That would be a little surprising to me. Uh, but you gotta, you, you gotta be excited. If you're the Lakers, you got a young player, <laughs> and that's and that's that. It's not an oldie. Mm-hmm. You didn't inquire Iman Shumpert at the end of his career or something like that. Love Iman Shumpert, but it's you know it's it's not it's not one of those uh, little move around the margins 
it's a guy, at least a young guy, who could grow with this team, and I think he'll be fine under the lights. He'll be great with Russell Westbrook. Fred Katz of The Athletic uh, told a story on The Athletic NBA YouTube channel about Russell Westbrook getting on uh, Rui Achimura in practice, getting on him and said, you're a bad mother... You're a bad motherfucker. Over and over and over and over again until he dunked on somebody. And then he jumped on his back and said, yes, you are a bad motherfucker. Because uh, he has so much potential. Um, and, yeah, now they're going to be open shots. And as Trey pointed out, the, the catch and shoot numbers are great. If he doesn't have to be a creator, he was, what, 40% this year. As a three-point shooter this year when he has a terrible three-point percentage. Yeah. The catch and shoot numbers are good. And that's all they're going to ask of him. So I, I'm – pretty excited about it for them it's also i'm interested to see what this trade what effect it has on both of these teams and what they do as we get closer to the deadline right a lot of people think now the wizards more likely to sign kyle kuzma or kuzma or try to at least in the offseason but are they done moving is there a will barton move that they're going to get off of uh and then the same for the lakers are they done do they have one of those first round picks in a trade is it beverly is it lonnie walker you know i think buha reporting that they still really want bogdanovich from the pistons can they make that happen? So I think I think I wouldn't be shocked if both of these teams still do another trade here uh, as we get closer to the deadline. Uh, and then finally, got a rumor here from SpursTalk.com. And before you roll your eyes at that, SpursTalk.com, they absolutely were dead on in calling the Dejounte Murray trade back uh, yeah. in the summer there. So you know maybe uh, maybe maybe listen up here because they are saying that the Raptors and Spurs are currently engaged in talks that could bring. Yaka Pertle back to Toronto. There are reportedly multiple offers on the table, uh, and the one with the most traction is a three-team trade. We don't know the third team. We don't really know the other pieces, but it would involve Gary Trent Jr. leaving the Raptors, Pertle coming back, in theory, to Toronto. Uh, any thoughts on this You know, rumor here, a three-team deal involving the Raps and the Spurs? The Spurs are going to trade Yaka Pirtle. You believe this is happening? <laughs> yes. Uh, we are going to be doing an emergency podcast, and I'm totally fine with that. Okay, with good. Fr- hey, look, we're fine with every emergency podcast. Yeah. We, we are the sickos. No, we would have not have done one for Noah Vonley for cash considerations well, or whatever. True. That's no, true. That's we, we did happen to be on a stream, which was <laughs> yeah, great. We did talk yeah. about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. But Yaka Pirtle will be dealt because it is a seller's market. I, the Spurs will never have uh, this type of opportunity again, I don't think, because because right now there's only you know, a handful of teams that are out of it, mm-hmm. and so that's why I'm calling it a seller's market. Maybe in 16 days when the trade deadline hits, there will be more teams that enter the fray, but I think Jakob Pertl's trade value can never be higher. Um, and, yeah, they, they have an opportunity here to deal him. So I think they will. He'd look great back in a Raptors uniform. <laughs> I think he'd help. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, yeah. I mean, both of these guys, Gary Trent Jr. and Yaka Pertl, are going to be looking at a quite a pay increase in the summer because they're both uh, expiring deals here. I mean, Pertl makes like $10 million. Trent's going to be looking at way more uh, in his next deal. And so that has to you know, come into the equation here. Um, yeah, I, look, the Raptors could absolutely use a player like Pertl, but they also can't shoot where the shit and Gary Trent Jr. can actually do that. And so it's like, well, we help out one thing with our interior presence uh, you know, at the rim, and Pirtle is really good at that, but we lose our best three-point shooter in Gary Trent Jr. if this were to happen, and who knows what the other pieces are. Uh, I don't yeah. think, any thoughts on this, TK, on this rumor? 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Raptors need a center. I, I agree with that. And Pirtle is, I, I think, being a little overrated, quite honestly, as a rim protector. If he was that good of a rim protector, the Spurs would not be the worst defense in the league, right? Like, I mean, surely they're getting roasted on the perimeter. He can't do everything. But it's not like he's Walker Kessler out there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't Walker Kessler out there. So do you want to trade at least one first-round pick and pay $20 million to Jakob Pertle right, as your starting right. center? The Raptors, maybe so, just because they need somebody in there mm-hmm. because Coloco ain't the guy, I don't think, at least not at this point in his career, and they need somebody who's going to be over six foot ten. So, I don't know. It's It seems like a deal to me, but I think there are more useful places for Jakob Pertle. But yep. who knows? The Raptors had him at one point. They've yeah. wanted him back ever since. Precious and Pertle as their... As they're two bigs. <laughs> sounds good. You can, it sounds good. <laughs> you can you're, you're not striking fear in anybody's heart. No. So precious and pertle. No. no. <laughs> Just sounds <laughs> Yeah. And I think uh, there's some connection to Bruce the Barber Beefcake there. Like, they could uh, advertise in Bruce's... In Brutus's hair salon. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, anyway. Precious and pertle. Because Pirtle did turn down four for 58 reportedly earlier this year. So that's you know, 17. Oh, no, it's not. I'm way, I'm way off there. Uh, you know, it's 14 and a half per year. So I assume, yeah, the, the $20 million mark yeah, is somewhere I think, around I think there in today's 18 NBA. 18 to 20, I feel like that's what that guy's going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. And Gary, will, I think, expects more even. Yeah. So, all right, just a rumor there from SpursTalk.com. Uh, hey, look, we'll keep our eye on it. Maybe news will break during this break. I'll open. You better have Twitter open. I'll open we have Twitter. to have Twitter com. open 24-7 during these shows because anything could happen. Oh! The Washington Wizards have shown interest in Serge Ibaka. Whoa! Whoa. Wow. We're going to talk about interested. that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back with No Dunks here in the Classic Factory. I saw a tweet going around yesterday, and I forgot to bookmark it. So apologies to whoever tweeted it. But it was something along the lines that there are only like three or four happy fan bases right now in the NBA. And I was like, hold on, there's got to be more. And there is. I think there's 10. There's maybe even nine. Could be 11. But it's close to 10. And I thought it would be fun if we ranked them the happiest NBA fan bases. Because we did the happiness index like back in mid-December, but, you know, that's a good month and change uh, uh, from, from, from then. So things change here in the NBA. So let's, let's do it, guys. I thought the best way to do this is in alphabetical order, I'll give you the team, why I think their fan base is generally happy. You can agree or disagree if they should even be on the list. I think you'll agree with most of them. And then as we, like, keep adding teams, you guys could maybe, like, rank them. The happiest of the happy teams to the, you know, still happy teams, but <laughs> the least happy. All right? How was that for a setup? To this weird segment. Okay. First one, the Boston Celtics. We're going alphabetical city name. Okay. Boston. B. Best record in the NBA. That's a good reason to be happy. 35 and 13. They got the best net rating in the league. Plus 5.8. Tatum. He's been at the MVP table all season long. Jalen Brown might be the best, you know, second banana in the league. Second star. The best Robin to the Tatum Batman. They're hungry. For a title, I mean, they lost in the finals. They got all these vets they're playing for. I like that part, too. You got Horford. You got Blake, Brogdon. Remember Gallinari's on this team? (laughs) And especially 
when you consider the start of the season and like the cloud of like, oh, they got a new coach here. Oh, the Udoka situation. How's Missoula going to do this? And uh, I mean, that's not a concern at all. He might win coach of the year for crying out loud. So Boston Celtics, their fan base, deservedly and rightfully happy. Agree? Yeah, man. Okay. I think this is, I, you'll have a tough time knocking a team off number one, uh, this team off number one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cream okay. of the crop. They had a couple off-season signings. One didn't work out because Neil Gallinari got injured, and they're still great. Right. A lot of teams can't can't ride that. And they didn't they, have Time Lord at the start of the season. Like I said, the, the Udoka situation. The Udoka you know? situation I mean, was everyone's big and they question. Powered there. through it, and their superstars like even went to another level in Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. So okay. And they're twenty-five I, and twenty-six. Tatum and Brown are oh. age-wise. I just That's thought, crazy. I thought you meant their record there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? No, 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 no. Yeah, they're young. So I agree with Trey. It might be hard you to knock this be hard? team. Okay. This might just be an alphabetical list in the end. They did just lose to the Orlando Magic. They've lost though. three times. <laughs> Sad boys. They might be off the list now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Our next team then to compare with the Celtics is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. Uh, they made probably the most surprising trade. Uh, of the offseason it looks like a grand slam I had home run home run in my <laughs> notes and I said no this is a grand slam uh, Donovan Mitchell averaging 28-5-4 he's going to start the all-star game he's a bona fide closer for them they have the second best defense in the league you talk about a young core in Tatum and Brown how about their four Mitchell Garland Mobley and Jared Allen they're all under 26 26 or under that's a young young solid core Kevin Love still contributing off the bench. Ricky Rubio is back. Robin Lopez is a lovable goof. Yeah. <laughs> Cavaliers, okay, happy for sure. I love the Grand Slam reference. You said Donovan Mitchell's a closer. You said they're four. That would make for a nice infield. Was I just chucking garlic there? Uh, you are chucking garlic. <laughs> Carlos Beltran's getting in the hall. Are you thinking about the Hall of Fame? Is that why you're you're making all these baseball references? No, I'm not. Did you fill out your ballot? No. Oh, okay. Me who, neither. Who should I have in? Yeah. Beltran, he's not a cheat. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> what about Bobby Abreu? Doesn't cut it. Nah, nah, oh, nah. Wait, you don't I... like the longevity? <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> what about Chris Sabo? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Put his anyway. goggles in, at least. Cavaliers, yes. you guys agree they're a happy fan base. They should be, but you think they are still below the Boston Celtics? <laughs> sure. or wow, that's a tough call. Uh, Who's happier? Um, yeah. Who's happier right now? This very moment? This very moment, the Celtics are happier because Donovan Mitchell has missed the last three games with, I think he has a groin strain. Okay. Is that right? When your best player is on the shelf, you got to be a little sad. Yeah. Uh, and, agreed. And they're not the Celtics. Yeah, and the, <laughs> yeah, the Celtics, like, they are, like, title or bust. Cavs, I think we agree they're probably win a playoff series or bust, right? Oh, yeah. And, may, yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. not even that. I, I, you know, I don't think it's like, oh, what a horrible season. They have plans to win a playoff series for sure now after seeing them through 50 games here. Okay. I did, I did see uh, awesome Rubio season. come back, as you said, yeah. back from injury. He was wearing number 13. I thought, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And then I took a look. He wore three last year with the Cavs. He went out with the season-ending injury. Then Karis LeVert was dealt there. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the season, he took Ricky Rubio's number, and he hasn't gave it back. Huh. I guess because Rubio's the nicest guy in the league. He said, that's fine. Didn't in they the trade same- Rubio away? Oh, was oh, yeah, he, he part of that trade? traded him for yeah. Karis LeVert oh, okay. yeah. to the Pacers, but never played because he was hurt. Yeah. So uh, he just took his number, came back, and said, throw one on that bad boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot he was dealt because he never played anywhere yeah. else. Okay. Good okay. call. Good call. So Boston, Cleveland right now yeah. in terms of the rankings and the happiness scale. Okay. Denver Nuggets. Come on, guys. 
Let's talk okay, about it. Okay, that's a happy Put take. a smile on your face. Uh, number one record in the West. Best offense in the league. Jokic. <laughs> Incredibly a very realistic shot at his third consecutive MVP. They've looked basically invincible at home. They're 22-4. and four. Jamal Murray is starting to round into Jamal Murray bubble form here. He's starting to get going. He's talking a little shit now, too. He's like, yeah, I know I'm not making the All-Star team, but I'm better than half these guys that are about to. I like that. Aaron Gordon getting that, like... That Andrew Wiggins-like all-star buzz. Uh, you know, I think he might still come up a little short when we make our teams, but he's had a great, great season. Lots of lights-out three-point shooters in MPJ, Bruce Brown. KCP is shooting 47% from three. Denver Nuggets, very happy. Uh, where do you put them in comparison to the to the Celtics and Cavs, though? <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I hear from Celtics fans and Nuggets fans regularly, okay. and they're both elated. Yeah, but Celtics fans can watch their team when they play at home. So I think they're happier. Denver Nuggets still got to figure out their local TV deal. That's still happening. This is the best team they have ever had. The best player they have ever had in the prime of his career. But Altitude Sports won't let you watch it. That is insane. It's honestly a kick in the face to Nuggets fans. So they should be angry with their TV (laughs) provider, but happy with their team. Burn it down. (laughs) <laughs> Let the NBA just show the games. That is nuts. It is nuts. It's it's a it's an underreported story. It's 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 frankly it's wild. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, what also doesn't make any sense that this kind of flew under the radar. Aaron Gordon said last week on SI.com that if he made the All Star game, that he would go in the dunk contest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No one talking about that. Yeah. Maybe that's why they haven't announced the fourth competitor Ooh. yet. I'll put him in just for that. Yeah. Put him absolutely. And let him win. Put it him doesn't in. even matter if he wins the contest. <laughs> give him the win. Yeah. Right. Put in five guys. It doesn't matter. That's a good. Point. He has to go in. If he's he, an all star. Well, if he wants to go in. Right. The the, the contestants again are a G leaguer right now. Mac McClung. They're Shane Sharp. Who had a beautiful dunk last night? Huh? The guy. That can, guy's head gets like above the rim. The guy okay. can throw down. Yep. Who's the other one I'm missing? Uh, KJ Martin. KJ Martin. Yeah. So those are the three locked in. Obi Toppin could be returning as the returning yeah. champ. We don't know the fourth. But the biggest name by far would be Aaron Gordon. If he wants to, if he wants to uh, rectify that drone mishap, get him in. Jeez, why wasn't he? Uh, he should have been saying this right from the the first day of voting. <laughs> you vote me into the All Star right. game, I'll go in the dunk contest game. People are like, yeah, that'd be awesome. When's that triple vote? Uh, okay, so you have uh, where do you have Denver ultimately? Uh, mm. Above Cleveland? Well, below? <laughs> I know this is huh, that's a tough call. <laughs> I, I'm sticking alphabetical. I think they're just below Cleveland. <laughs> I'm with you, BCD right now. Buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> okay, we go to the Indiana Pacers as a happy team. The Pacers Indiana. over under for total wins this season was 23 and a half. One more win, and they basically hit the over. Mm-hmm. I think they're at 23 wins right now. Yep. Um, despite ranking 22nd and 21st overall in offensive and defensive ratings, respectively. That's a, it was just a weird little twist to this, that they have a really good record, really solid record, but you know, ranking the bottom third on both sides of the ball. Uh, but you have a 22-year-old point guard in Tyrese Halliburton where they gave him the keys, and he looks like an all-star. He looks like a stud. Like He looks like a blast to play with, which is, I think, uh, an important part as a point guard that he'd be fun to go out there with. So that's huge. Matherin, he might win sixth man as a, as a rookie. He, you know, he started really, really hot. He cooled off, but he is still really good as a, as their draft pick there. They've somehow managed to uh, 
stay afloat here despite the Buddy Heald and Miles Turner rumors like hanging uh, above this team for the entirety of the season. They got four Canadians on their roster. <laughs> uh, they got Rick Carlisle, who's a great coach. This is a happy fan base, I would think. They should be, in my opinion. But Absolutely. How happy, how happy? Yeah, the big question is if they make a deal for, you said, Miles Turner mm-hmm. or Buddy Heald, do they get a, a tad younger? Do they ta- take a tad step back because they aren't – the Cavs, they aren't. No, though, no. they're that, clearly that in the in the second ish, third ish, even maybe tier, right in the East. They could when they, it comes to going in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. They, it would be disappointing if they fall out of the play-in tournament with the way they started. Uh, but yeah, I wonder what, if they do take a step back. Otherwise, extremely happy. But I wouldn't put them on the level of the BCD. I think they'd be. Uh-huh. I think they're fourth. fourth. They're they're happy with the deal. Obviously, Sabonis for Halliburton has worked out incredibly well. Yeah. Matherin has worked out incredibly well. And they thought, and we thought they might be the worst team in the league. <laughs> there it is, that part of it, right? Maybe not you. I did. And so I, did Vegas. I was over. I was over yeah, on the under I'm good over for, you. for sure. They're going to hit it tomorrow. Uh, tonight. Not maybe. tonight. They ain't going to hit they it play tonight. The Bulls. Yeah, they're, and they are going to drop out of the play-in tournament. Uh, they've lost seven straight, but that's perfect. I think that's actually happiness yeah. for the Indiana Pacers because it's becoming quite obvious they're going to be sellers. They need to be, and that makes for a perfect season. You found out Tyrese Halliburton is a star. You found another guy in Matherin. You had some fun times. You're likely getting an all-star, and the pick will be okay. Yeah, okay. Happiness. So you still have – you got him on the scale, of course, but uh, you have him yep. fourth. Okay. Uh, another young team, I think. I believe the youngest in the league, actually. The Oklahoma City Thunder. They're happy. Flirting with a 500 record as we get close here to the 50-game mark of the season. SGA not only turned into the all-star <laughs> that I said he was going to be for the last three years – Guy looks like a future MVP at this point. Just unbelievable that he's maintained this level of scoring efficiency at 30 a game. And clutch after clutch after clutch shot. Is he going to win the first uh, NBA Clutch Award? <laughs> Him, Fox, DeRozan. Clutch the mascot. Man, SGA is in the running for it. Yeah. Uh, this team started slowly offensively, but they've blossomed here into a top five offense in the new calendar year. Giddy looks like he's made a leap. Lou Dort is back to playing like a guy that deserves, you know, $15 million a year in that contract that he signed. Jalen Williams, their rook, that guy to me already looks like the ultimate glue guy. Like, it's like, plug him on any team, and you're like, you're so happy. They still have Chet Holmgren to add to this roster. They have a zillion picks still. Isaiah Joe can't miss from deep. Where did you come from? Where did you go? I mean, they got the Down to Dunk podcast. They're happy, man. They do have an arena called the Paycom Center. Oh, that okay. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am Sam Impresti with this roster. I do have a question, though. Mm-hmm. Where's Memphis? Where's Memphis? Aren't they? I just put them in the wrong order. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, uh, I don't know my... I do not know the alphabet. I don't know my alphabet. all that well. A-B-C-D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L-O-M-P. <laughs> you you lumped them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, see, very happy fan base. Thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's hard to rank these. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's not really the point of this. Uh, Ridiculously this, uh, thrilled. Exercise, but I think it'd be disappointing if they missed the play-in. Even though you probably want them to miss the play. No, no, no. no I, I, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Get them reps for shit. Get reps for all these guys. I guess the the Shea taking another level and Josh Giddy taking so, another level yeah. has been. And Jalen Williams looking like one of the best picks of the draft. Like, that's good. (laughs) That's great. And Chet. I mean, this. I mean, you keep adding it up here. 
I keep forgetting about Chet. I'm like, this is going to be sick when this guy actually plays in the league. Yeah. Walker Kessler's like dominating as a rookie. And Chet Holmgren's a better shot blocker than he was. Plus he plays outside. Plus he can shoot threes. That will be an exciting team to see. But that is next season. That being said, I follow Andrew and Alex. Those guys are thrilled every single night that oh. their team is going out and has a chance to win and is one of the coolest teams in the league. I'm putting this team pretty high mm-hmm. on my happiness mm-hmm. scale. I think we're going to have to break out of the, uh, the alphabetical <laughs> yeah. order here. They're up there with <laughs> Don't the worry, D's. I already screwed up. Yeah, the they, they could be up there happy happy as Denver almost to me. Okay, okay, very happy. Yeah, very, very happy. <laughs> okay, well, as we all know. Oh, wait a second here. Here's one thing that could possibly mess with the happiness of the Oklahoma City Thunder fans. Like I said, I follow Andrew Schlecht on Twitter. He posted a screenshot from Shea Gilgis Alexander's Instagram story last night. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw this. And Shay now says his first name is pronounced Shy. <laughs> He was joking. <laughs> Shy <hope> Gildress Alexander? <laughs> I hope he was joking because that will throw me off, man. Because oh, the screenshot was of three kids. Yeah, the three kids. The meme, yeah. Three, yeah. The meme three white kids, kids talking there. to each other. Basically this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this 27 we, years we ago. We grew up and became those kids. So that meme. Or the is, other way around. Is that, uh, <laughs> is that an actual video? Like that's Are, are they... F- filming something i believe it's from an actual yeah it's YouTube be, clip yeah. that then was turned into a meme yeah yeah uh, and now he's saying it's shay now again yeah he, oh he okay, corrected it was it. a joke i believe it <laughs> okay, okay okay shy guy they're so damn happy they're superstars making bad jokes on instagram i love it but changing his name wow they're happy man uh, this does look like us <laughs> You're the guy with the hat. That I'm was us. That. That's when we started the podcast. That was the basketball wow, it jokes. It really is. I'm the middle. <laughs> the All right, get the photo, guys, uh, uh, while we go through this next team. Because as everybody knows, the alphabet it goes O and then M. So the Orlando Magic is still the next team here. And uh, I, yeah, the Magic. Now I thought you guys might push back on this, because or some people listening or watching. The happiness index, the magic, they they're, they don't even have 20 wins. Mm. They're the only sub-20 win team I have on the list. But their two best players were born in after 2000, okay? Oof. And we're talking Paolo Bancaro, who locked up Rookie of the Year honors in, like, the first week of the season. And Franz Wagner, who might be selected first overall if we were to redo the draft. He's going top three for sure of the 21 draft. Bull Bull, a revelation. Highlights machine. Jonathan Isaac just came back, as we talked about earlier. Markel Fultz has found his shot mm. and has played actually pretty well. Wendell Carter Jr., very, very solid. Love that guy. And Trey, hate to do it, but they could have two very solid first-round picks here, their own and the Bulls pick, if it's not top four. I think the Magic, despite not having a lot of wins, their fan base is somewhat happy with how it's gone and how their stars in Paolo and obviously Franz Wagner have looked. Do you agree? Oh, hundred percent. It's a uh, Paolo's awesome. Franz is awesome. That's a great start for happiness right there. You throw in uh, the bull bull rejuvenation factory. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, they're not winning a whole bunch of games, but it's a little bit the point and you see the vision, which is very really mm-hmm. important. So yeah, Orlando quite happy. Not much to add. I I think uh, redoing the 2021 draft, people are getting a little ahead of themselves. Know, That's fun because Cade's not playing. Scotty's having a uh, a subpar year. He doesn't go eighth, Franz. Or no, <laughs> like I said, I think he's no. Even last year he was last sure. year he was up there as well. But this year he's taking another level. Josh Giddy's also in that draft. Mm-hmm. Evan Mobley probably goes eh, one two anyway. 
Uh, Franz has been incredible. Franz has really grown. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see what, what happens with their picks. And all that kind of overshadows that Jalen Suggs has not been uh, has not been awesome. No, he was also true. in that draft. So they are uh, they're kicking ass. No, they're for an eighteen and twenty nine team. You, you got to be pretty. They're pretty the happiest pumped. bad team. Right? Yeah, yeah I, I agree so. with that. Yeah. All right, Memphis Grizzlies. There it is. <laughs> I forgot Milwaukee too. Who I'm going to sneak in? Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, right there at the top of the West standings. Number one defense. They have a better home record than the Nuggets. They're twenty and three, at the at their place there in Memphis, which we went and saw last year. <laughs> Beautiful arena, small arena, college atmosphere right there. Uh, everyone is back healthy for the most part with Desmond Bain, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., who wasn't there at the start of the year. He's been incredible. They're doing that rare thing where they're actually they are they're living up to expectations and like growth, which is not easy to do in the in the NBA, as we've seen multiple times with teams who like. Oh, yeah, there they go. Look at the trajectory. And then a lot of teams like, oh, they fall off for whatever reason. I think they're staying on that trajectory. John Moran is the most entertaining player in the league. I mean, I think a lot of people, you would want to get a ticket to see him live. Yeah, they got the FU attitude, but it's nice to have heels. You know, can't, not everybody can be a baby face to bring it back to wrestling. And, uh, yeah, that just goes with Dylan Brooks is insane. Steven Adams is the strongest dude in the league. Tyus Jones is the best backup point guard in the league. Grizzlies are happy. Despite everybody else hating them, Grizzlies fans are happy about their team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. They're happy. They're happy because their team is good. And, you know, they've taken, like, the smallest percentage step back wins-wise compared to last year. It's because they were incredible with John Morant out last season. And they're just a little bit more credible this year with him out. But I feel like they got their dander up at all times. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they absolutely do. The Grizzlies as a team do. And their fans do as well. So, like me right now, saying that their fans aren't happy, they're going to be in this in the comments saying, "We're happy." They're going to come at you. We're, <laughs> we're happy. You're underrating our happiness. We're so happy. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. It's like the Grizzlies and their fans need to have that chip on their shoulder. Like we were talking about the Grizzlies small ball lineups not too long ago, and I said I think that their small ball lineups are a little bit lacking because I don't think Stephen Adams will probably be able to stay on the court in the playoffs like he wasn't last year. And they're like, "What about what about Brandon Clark, man?" <laughs> Fair enough. Brandon Clark is a really, really good player. Solid maybe player. maybe our generation's Jason Maxiel. He's a big guy. <laughs> They're also like, what about Santi Aldama? <gasps> that guy's been lighting it up as a small ball five. Fair enough. Yes, he has. Playoffs are a different game. You got to shoot some three-pointers. What I'm saying is the Grizzlies are happy. Their fans are happy, but they don't want to let you know it. No, no. They got to stay angry. We need the heels. Yeah, we do. I like that they're, uh, that they're pissing everybody off. But I think you, think you ultimately agree that they'd, oh, be, on the, they'd be on the scale here. Yeah, I'm not sure where M is uh, slotted in the <laughs> alphabet, but absolutely, they are they are up there. Yeah, they're they're basically the, have the same record as last year. At f- they may end up with 55 wins instead of 56 wins, but they've navigated these injuries really well. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens in the playoffs because anything but at least a series win will be disappointing. <laughs> uh, probably two. Yeah, they probably want to get to the conference finals. All right. Our next team here, uh, also an M, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I think this is the most controversial uh, selection here to the <laughs> happiness index, being one of the happier fan bases. Now, here's why. Here's my reason why. Yes, the offense has struggled. It looks, quite frankly, brutal at times. And yes, Chris Middleton is, after last night, only played eight games. And that's a concern. But, 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 defense, still top five. Thanks to having three of the better defensive players at their positions in the league in Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. 
they have a been here, done it attitude to them. They're a roster full of veterans, even to the point where they added Joe Ingles, who's looked good. And the number one reason Bucks fans should still be happy, in my opinion, is you have Giannis in his prime. <laughs> uh, that's enough for me. And again, it hasn't been a lights out year. They're near the top still of the East and all that, but I think they're still sneaking into the to the happiness index. Um, probably lower than a lot of these teams that I've mentioned, but do you agree or disagree that they should even be considered? Are the Bucks fan ba- is the Bucks fan base happy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. They're good. still riding the championship. Why shouldn't they? Have Yanis Kumpo. He's a real change your face, be happy kind of guy. Uh, like, exactly. Uh, I think he's got a. <laughs> he he makes the locker room smile. I, and you're getting to the playoffs. You'd have a legitimate shot to win the whole thing. Yeah, it feels like they are a little older. Well, they are. Um. Yeah. They've got. They. Yeah. That, that's the worrisome part is if all these guys are going to hold up in the postseason. But. Yeah, we saw with what happened with Brooke Lopez last year. He comes back, he's a player into the playoffs. So hopefully the same thing can happen for Chris Middleton. And then you see what happens last night. Oh, yeah, they decide to play and they smack a team. It should have been a 40-point blowout against the, the Pistons. So 150 points they put up. That's a lot of points. They yeah, should be happy. I, I wanted 10 teams in this exercise, so I debated between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers as mm. the last team I included. So I ultimately went with Milwaukee. Just because they've won a title and you've got the Giannis factor. And, you know, the Sixers, they are in, unfortunately, they're in that state of, like, no one cares about the regular season, show us in the playoffs. So it's like, how happy can you be (laughs) when you're one of those teams? That's why I kept them off. But they were under consideration. I think I would have 76ers fans as happier than Bucks fans right now. Hmm. Because their team is playing a lot better. Philadelphia has been incredible in the second quarter of the season here. Whereas the Bucks, I'm like... They are still happy because they got one of the top three players in the league in his prime, still young. But this is probably the least happy that the Bucks fan base has been since they lost to the Heat in the 2020 bubble. You know, they won the championship the next year. Mm-hmm. Playoffs against the Celtics the following season. They were down Chris Middleton, still took it to seven games. Seemed like they had a chance, but they've been playing basically 500 basketball for That's two months, point. the Bucks have. And their offense doesn't look good. They're looking old. There's a lot of talk about adjustments and trades that they need to make and personnel moves that they're going to be looking at here at the trade deadline, which I don't think you usually hear from the Milwaukee Bucks. It feels like they know that something needs to change. It's likely just giving Bucks-like effort for the second half of the season. Um, But I will say there is a little bit more consternation now around the Bucks than there has been in the past couple of seasons. It hasn't been perfect, but they're basically the same team as last year. Like They can get to that same level. They can get to the conference finals. It's the same uh, win rate as last year. Yeah, they, I don't think they really care. <laughs> I, I think they're they're in cruise control. But yeah, it's it's not like on top of the world. I think I think the the choice to put the Bucks over the Sixers was the right one. Okay, both both have thirty wins, and you're right. Philly's been playing uh, better than the Bucks as of late, but they have the whole added pressure of like uh, your star guys uh, usually crap out in playoff series or don't even play in half the games and stuff like that. So they've yeah. got that to overcome. They got, they're, anyway, they're, they're on a high though. People, on a high. people are trying to get George Niang in the three point contest. <laughs> oh god, yeah, exactly. Get him in. <laughs> Pull up in a minivan. Exactly. There's some bits. come out the sliding yeah, door. Cool, shoot it from the sliding door. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys had the Celtics. You had the Thunder. You had a couple other teams uh, maybe at the top of the happiness index scale. I think this team could make a run for the number one spot. The Sacramento Kings. That's a happy Ooh, that's fan a base. happy fan base. Let's go through why. Third in the West. They're one of the few teams in the league with a winning road record. They've been really good on the road. 
They're led by two potential all-stars here in Sabonis and Fox. One that they took a giant risk in trading for in Sabonis. The other, like a homegrown draft pick who's had his ups and downs there uh, in Fox as a, as a Sacramento Kings player. They made two A-plus off-season acquisitions in Herter and Monk. Those have worked out. Harrison Barnes, the old guy still got it. Keegan Murray, he is starting to figure it out. I don't know if you've checked him lately and what he's been doing in terms of shooting the ball. He's on fire. Hashtag light the beam. Probably the best sports gimmick going right now. They have uh, the longest active playoff drought at 16 years, and that's ending this year. How Deuce and Moe are back on radio in Sacramento. <laughs> this is a happy, happy fan base, and I think maybe at the top of the uh, happiness index scale. What do you think, Trey? I mean, this has got to be the happiest the Kings fans have been since Brad Miller was in town. What's that? Oh, oh, five, oh, six. I mean, it's yeah. crazy when every stat about the Kings goes back 16 or 17 years to the this being the most successful. So, yeah, I think this is um, definitely – man, I don't know. Boston has been the best team in the league for the entire year after going to the final, so I think they're definitely up there. But it's hard to argue against the Kings. They look like they are playing exactly how they want to play, and they've got the beam. <laughs> the beam, the beam might push it over the top. They man. got, they got Mike yeah. Brown and the beam, baby. Brown and beam, and yeah, they play an entertaining brand of basketball. I think that's important too. Yes. Like this is yes, a high-scoring team, uh, one of the best offenses in the league. Tass, you got them near and the they, top, and I guess they could get better defensively because there is room to grow. Yeah, uh, they're not going to fall off offensively. Yeah, they get Mike Brown this year, and really, he is the image of this season. That million-dollar Mike Brown smile. Yeah, so he's up there. They're up there. Um, they could be first, especially just because where they've come from. Final. A lot of sad years. It was sad Ramento for a lot of years. And the best part about the Sacramento Kings, too, is they have, despite not making the playoffs for 16 years, have a very rabid fan base. Like that, that Those fans have still, you know, followed that team. You know, obviously podcast, blog about that team. Like there is like, I don't know how big the contingent is or was. Of course, it's grown now that they're a winning team, and hey, jump on the bandwagon, but that's cool too. So I think they got to be one of the happiest teams in the league. Final team here. Can't wait to see who it is. Utah Jazz. Yeah. Danny Ainge pulled off arguably the greatest blow-it-up in sports history. He traded away Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert for a boatload of first-round picks. So you're happy there, but then you're like, oh, the players might be the real steal coming back. Obviously, Lowry Markkinen who's going to likely be an all-star in Salt Lake City. That's huge. He, he does appear to be like a legit building block because he's not old. And then you got rookie Walker Kessler. You got guys that might be moved here, don't get me wrong, but Malik Beasley's played well. Jared Vanderbilt. Will Hardy still has the Jazz as a top five offense. They're 500 after the win last night. So, like, they're set up for the future, of course. And they're winning, like, now. That's a ha- how how could it go any better than after trading two of your best players in your franchise history? It could not have. Right? No. It was so a steal, Danny. There. It was a steal. Yeah, it's it's remarkable that they're 500. They have surpassed their over under win total. Um, <laughs> they, right. they 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 are yeah, there was 24 and a half coming in. They've already hit 25 wins and 
they're being run ragged by the NBA. They play the most games in the NBA this year. They just keep playing games. <laughs> no, they're it's, the first to 50. They right? are the first to 50. They, <laughs> they, they're forced to play every night, it feels like. Uh, but they're, yeah, they they have overachieved <laughs> in, in a way. But, sure. yeah, they just have good players. Larry Markin is definitely a building block. A number one on a championship team, let's not go that far. No, but, no. but, 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 I don't think he's going to fade at all. I watched him last night. I mean, he he just brings it every every play offensively. So I I believe uh, in him, and we'll see what the Jazz do. They're, they're a seller, as we talked about earlier. Um, Sixteen days. I wonder what Danny does. But they have Lowry building block, Kessler, as you said, and then beyond that. They, they're probably willing to trade anybody, I would, I would guess. Nice that's timing, too, to have a season like this when you are going to host the All-Star Weekend. Yeah, that's like a small little nice. check there for them, especially if Markkanen's in the game, and he should be. I believe he'll be selected by the coaches. Okay, so those are the 10. The Celtics, the Cavs, the Nuggets, the Pacers, the Thunder, the Magic, the Grizzlies, the Bucks, the Kings, and the Jazz. I think are all fairly happy fan bases. I thought the Pelicans would be on there, but I, I know they're struggling a little in Zion. They're struggling out. too much with Zion out, no way. With Brandon Ingram, he's been a having long not time. Having a long time, I couldn't get there. Okay, couldn't okay, there. they're still fourth in the the West. But there, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yep, okay. Uh, <laughs> so you tell us who's the happiest of the bunch. Let's hear your top three at the very least, uh, least of those ten. There we are. There's the basketball <laughs> oh <my> jokes. <laughs> So what do you guys think about Kobe uh, scoring 81 against our team? Oh my God! Those are uh, so you're those saying are you're... Da- those are Dave Grisham's uh, drawings in the background. <laughs> yeah, our buddy Grish. He loves the, That's good. the so, collages. So Trey's in the hat. For sure. I think I'm undoubtedly tracing the hat. And then that's you in the middle. It's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I guess. That's <laughs> so me on the left looking the angriest. Temper boy. <laughs> yeah, that's how right. temper that's boy right. started. <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, 17 years ago, we plopped down on a brown couch and <laughs> started talking hoops. Look at us now. Look at beards. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get beards too someday, kids. <laughs> right, follow your dreams, everybody. Uh, and you too can be happy. Like those teams and like us. We're going to take our final break when we come back, pick them results, and tweet of the night. All right. Shout out to Swish here in the stream team to uh, for reminding us that NBA Rivals Week <laughs> starts tonight. Hence the Pacers Bulls. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally, totally. Central yeah. Division rivalry, baby. Central Division rivalry. They call this the Eric Gordon game. Why? He didn't play for Indiana. He didn't play for Chicago, but he signed with the University of Illinois to play college basketball and then reneged and ended up playing for Indiana University. Wow. Who else could it be? Uh, who played for both franchises? Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose, yeah. I was just going to say that. Ron Artest. Good one. Brad Miller. Oh. Yeah, they did a trade. Travis Best. Nice. Uh, okay, pick them results from last night. It was the Hawks-Bulls game. Trey and I went with Chicago, and they got it done. They covered that uh, very small spread, so that's an L for Tass. I'm 5-10. and 10. Tass is 7-8. and eight. TK, still hot in the month of January, 11-4. and four. Tonight's game? Rivalry Week. <laughs> Boston, Miami, also a part of Rivalry Week, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is, yeah. Uh, they do play their uh, conference finals against each other. The Heat, oh so close to getting to the NBA Finals last year. It's forgettable, almost. But uh, they played tonight in Miami, and uh, 
Skeets and I think that the Celtics will win. I don't know why the Heat guys, are favored guys, by guys, one and a it's half. It's rivalry week. <laughs> so what does that mean? You think they're going to roll over and die at home? Miami I guess heat? not. No way. <laughs> heat, by, heat by eight. Heat by eight? <laughs> I think it's a bean town bounce back. Oh, wow. Yeah, I agree. by three. After that uh, disappointing <laughs> loss there in Orlando. Back to back, though. Whew, don't mark as smart. It is surprising that Heat, to me, are favored by one and a half at home. Obviously, the Celtics are... On a back-to-back. Yeah, I did. I Short guess that's trip. the reason. Short, <laughs> Short trip. trip. Short trip. They just took a bus. Oh, that's a tough trip, though. They a back-to-back in Florida? Orlando to Miami. They don't take a they bus. Weren't. <laughs> no way. Well, they, they ride with their parents, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that cleared with the AD before you go. Though. How do you feel about this? Rivalry week. Every game, there should be at least one fight. <laughs> sort of like hockey, drop the gloves. Like, you get to, like, select one guy from your team to go out to center court and just throw down. All right, so who you got in this game? Uh, Heat versus Celtics. Probably Haslam. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Celtics. I mean, I mean, Marcus Smart, if he was playing, yeah. would be fun. I don't know, Grant Williams, maybe? <laughs> he talks a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Grant Williams versus <laughs> Udonis Haslam. The undercard for rivalry week. <laughs> a lot of options. It's hard to say. Rivalry week is rivalry so hard to week. say. <laughs> What's rivalry. the West Forum? Rivalry week. week. <laughs> okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Let's do it. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night comes from Front Office Sports. At FOS on Twitter. That's a nice one. They tweeted, tonight the NBA will launch Throw It Down with Bill Walton, an alternate game telecast hosted by Walton on League Pass. The first telecast will debut last night during Spurs Trailblazers. It did debut oh, yeah. last night. Had a very grateful Deddy look. Bill, I know. Jason oh, Benetti from Bill's own home. Oh, that's <laughs> which amazing. Was incredible. Yeah, this is incredible. We're going to be putting up a YouTube short and not too long of some of our favorite uh, lines and moments from Throw It Down, but it literally started with Bill Walton laying on a bed, <laughs> getting up. In a, in a yurt. <laughs> in a yurt. <laughs> Don't forget that part. Walking through his backyard, <laughs> just listing players and yelling, Throw It Down! <laughs> Send it back! He walked for a while. <laughs> he walked for a while. Yeah. That was a long walk and talk. Big at yard. One, at one point, he said Damian Lillard is the size of his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Benetti's like, he's six foot two. 185 pounds. Everybody under 6'10 looks the same to me. Fair enough. Tall guy. Had Dr. J on. Had uh, (laughs) Nike's Phil Knight on. Didn't talk a ton about the game. Not a ton. It was like us on playback, basically. Exactly right. If you're going for the analysis, there was a little... But there was a lot more stories. Uh, Dr. J told one about uh, losing to Walton in the 77 finals, I do believe, and how they always show Dr. J dunking on Bill Walton. But Bill Walton's like, yeah, but we won the series, so in your face. And, you know, he brings it up, I guess, 45 years later, every time they see each other. Uh, but this was really fun. Uh, it was good to, to get, good to watch. I watched the first half, basically, and then, you know, I was ready to throw it down. <laughs> in bed. It's uh, it is difficult to watch Bill Walton uh, f- 
for the entirety of the game. It's 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 a, it's a bit much. It's, it's small a bit dose. Much. You know, yeah. I micro dose when it comes to Bill Walsh. <laughs> All right, I think that's the, the key. Good one, away. good yeah. one. He also did say Damian Lillard is very much like a Grateful Dead song. He's taken the unexpected and made it familiar. <laughs> okay, that's good. That was good. Yeah, he's got some good stuff. We won't spoil all the lines. We got them all coming out here. Yeah. Jerome's been chopping. Yeah. Very Should fun YouTube go. short yeah. uh, about Bill Walton's best moments from that throw it down uh, telecast. So you said there's more coming? Is that what you said? Is that? Yeah, it's at least what the tweet makes it seem weekly. like. Weekly. I think it's weekly for like oh. six or seven weeks. Jeez. Yeah, it was like at a Manning least. cast, and I guess yeah. that's. Okay. They're pretty regular with those. Um, if you're going to set up the production truck outside Bill's <laughs> home, just And that's leave just it there. on the app, right? On the NBA app? Yeah, I watched I it on League Pass. Yeah, okay. All right, check it out. And uh, like we said, uh, I, I can't guarantee that one of us will be lying down at the start of it. Um, but we do have a watch party tonight on playback. We're going to start with that uh, that rivalry game. We'll start with Haslam and Grant Williams going head-to-head uh, oh, for three rounds. I think Luke Cornett. Over he's Grant got an angry. He's got an angry, angry face. Like he, he can get mad. He's just gonna try and block him like this. Just yeah. keep getting Jumping. punched in the face. My yeah, ass. We'll discuss it. Anyway, that's uh, playback. playback. Seven thirty p.m. Eastern, and we'll bounce around the games. Uh, if you want to come hang with us, uh, that's it for today's show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, get your tickets to No Dunks Live, of course. There's a link in the description to this show, right there in the show notes, either the podcast or YouTube. So uh, if you're in Salt Lake City on Friday, February seventeenth, come hang with us. Uh, we're gonna have a blast. And uh, yeah, check out Is This Good and check out our emergency podcast on the Rui trade from yesterday and check out that YouTube short. And then we'll see you later tonight on Playback. And if you don't join us tonight, we'll see you tomorrow morning here from the Classic Factory live at 10 a.m. Eastern. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, some great players have played for both the Bulls and the Pacers. We talked about Jalen Rose, Brad Miller, Antonio Davis, Ron Mercer. But... I don't know if any have played within the last two years for both franchises, except for one man. Not this year, but the two prior years. Last year and the year before. This is tough. Justin Holiday? Maybe. But that's not the one I had. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. He's Canadian. He's a big Canadian. He barely played for the Pacers, so it's easy to forget. Big Canadian. A big Canadian came in to save the day with the Bulls last year. Last year, a Canadian on the Bulls? Yeah. <laughs> Todd McCullough wasn't in the league. Todd McCullough? I'm no, kidding. Uh, oh, you're right about Justin Holiday, by the way. Nice. Tristan uh, Thompson. Oh, oh God. Forgettable. <laughs> Just like Justin. He was a Pacer? Yeah. I don't think. Quick it, time. I don't remember him on the Pacers, that's Quick for time. sure. Quick time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Cool. Grace the day, people.